so I've been getting a lot more, um, I don't even know how to really describe it. There's a lot more TikToks showing up on my For You page that are steering in the direction of, you know, not being censored anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that, well, we know, everybody knows, and anybody that thinks that it's, you know, not true is you know, lying to themselves, that <laughs> TikTok has really become the only place that we can post truth about th- us in the United States without being overly censored. Mm-hmm. Because they don't own TikTok. <laughs> but um, it is becoming increasingly frustrating seeing how we handle things and how other countries handle things and that the way that we do stuff is stupid a lot of the times because this one in particular that's that's like absolutely boggling my mind is what keeps getting proven over and over again but we don't have the means to do it without some serious backlash from the people is i think it was sweden has the smartest children in the entire world mm-hmm. and the biggest like there there was a whole a whole like mini documentary thing um that people were posting on um uh, like you know on TikTok in segments and it's this guy that goes around um and has interviewed a bunch of people teachers you know people here and people in Sweden and what they do uh the difference between our education systems talking to the teachers and the students alike and parents and everything just literally everybody <laughs> and they even talked to their a uh, person that's in charge of education for their country like and so <laughs> the biggest thing that i see is that uh when he was talking to this group of teachers in a room and telling them what we don't have in our basic education system and they were like appalled like yeah we're slowly getting rid of arts we've already gotten rid of home ec we've gotten rid of everything that has to do with it. and like yeah. they're just um, they're tell, like tell me what? a public school that has a gardening like actual class. like a genuine gardening right. class or club that actually does teach you things yeah mm-hmm. i <laughs> so it's like but they sat there and they were like what like that's crazy like oh my god no art like how could you music anything you you guys are telling me you're not teaching these kids languages until they're mm. in high school then they're not kids anymore how are they gonna learn like they're just genuinely amazed like how do you and teach do you know there's several countries where learning an instrument is actually regular part of your curriculum yeah. oh it, my not, god not an elective when he started talking to the students at this point high school level students mm-hmm. he asked them what languages they could speak and each of them easily five at least. Yeah. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like, these are just normal kids straight just plucked out of the school times to be like, yeah. And then on top of that, the younger they are, the less time they spend in school and all this other stuff. And like you would think like, oh, my gosh, if they're spending less time in school and, you know, they're they have more time for all these other things. Like, how can they have the smartest students like they must be giving crazy amounts of homework? Nope. Nope. They don't get homework at yeah. all. No, it gets done at school. They have no homework. They literally asked all of those high school students, high school students, how much homework? homework did you do last night uh you know about 10 to 20 minutes worth of homework yeah. what you had 10 to 20 how many classes do you have like you know eight nine classes in a day mm-hmm. but you're only at school for four to five hours yeah so how do you have eight 
to nine classes in a day with four to five hours, no homework, and you're smarter than me, you know, five plus languages, and you're doing all, taking all of these classes, and, like, this just, and the biggest thing from the teachers and from specifically the person in charge of education in their country said, the dumbest thing we do is teach to a standardized test. Yeah. Because there is no sense of learning. You, the the biggest thing for the younger kids, which we see, you know, every once in a while, but all the the newer teachers that come in and do something like that get beat out of doing it, is they don't really teach to any kind of standard, and they just, you know, teach what the students are interested in. Oh my goodness, you know, there's been an uproar and kids being super interested in tractor trailers and you know big old tractors and just big cars. Like, what do they do? How do they work? They're so interested in that, so they have a whole chapter lesson that only lasts a couple of days because that's as long as their attention span's gonna be, mm-hmm. and then they move move on because kids move on and they ha- spent you know two hours out of their four hour day for these anywhere from kindergarten to fourth grade kids just talking about what they did when they went home oh what did you do yesterday oh yeah i climbed a tree oh you guys climbing trees you know oh man i want to climb a tree my mom won't let like they just have conversations about mm-hmm. things and then they'll oh you're talking about trees do you know how trees actually work like they're super cool and everything but you know we should be nice to trees and talk about trees and teach them about trees because they're interested in them Oh my goodness, I found this bug yesterday. What did it look like? Oh yeah, I actually brought a picture to show you. Oh, that's a caterpillar. Let's learn about bugs. <laughs> it's like it's just like it amazes me that we can't that we are physically incapable of doing that and it's never going to happen until there is a serious amount of people that are going to band together and genuinely protest the way that we teach things here because we're not making smarter kids. We have been We talk to absolutely anybody that is a Gen Z right now, millennial right now, and talk to them, you know, versus boomers and all the things that they know. We're not smarter than them. No. By any stretch of the imagination. Sure, yeah, we're a little bit more tech savvy because we have the tech here. Right. But but you know what? I will tell you this. Put a boomer on an island, you know, on on a deserted island alone and put a freaking millennial or Gen Z on an island alone. Guess what happens? <laughs> the boomers gonna survive. Yeah, the Gen, the Gen Xers, Z. we just be idiots and we just like eat the boomers. So yeah, everyone else would struggle. You guys would problem solve, not yeah. in the proper way, <laughs> like you said. You'd probably no, no, eat Gen, Gen Xers, we do a process of elimination on what doesn't work. I mean, that's seriously where like you don't question why you don't put things in the microwave. You know what Gen Xers did? We put shit in the microwave to see what it did. <laughs> you know, yeah, and see why we don't put. Hey, so why, is like that how once you grab that sense. metal fork? I, I know the answer to that question, and you don't. Yeah. What temperature is that fork when you pull it out of the microwave after it's been arcing for about a minute? <laughs> hmm? So, yeah, no, it's just there's there's a difference in common sense, but yeah. we, we're now a generation of people that don't ask questions because they've literally beat it out of us because there's no point. Why ask a question about something that it doesn't matter if I know the answer to that question or not because my curiosity, you don't teach to my curiosity, so why would I ask questions? so it's like i see all these things and like it sucks knowing that because it's like that's part of the reason why i so badly want the girls to be outside and working outside that's Mm -hmm. why i'm super like they're doing that physical labor and they hate it but then they start talking and that's what are they what are they helping me with right now building the chicken coop so it's like things like that and i literally the next thing that i want after the garden is like done for i want them to each have one plant that they are responsible for of their choice and if they ha- choose a tomato plant, then they have to build a trellis for it. They have to. Oh my God! Again. <laughs> what the heck? No, Sultan. Why are you guys calling me? Now, again, the moment we start recording. So sorry about that. Apparently, we're not allowed to record absolutely anything without being interrupted at least like five times. 
<laughs> so, but anyways, no, I want the girls to be able to have, you know, one plant that they're responsible for keeping alive mm-hmm. and actually getting a crop from. So if they choose a tomato plant, they have to figure out trellising for it. If they choose, they want to have just like five different little bits of lettuce, carrots, you know, they want to do try to do the peas in the warmer weather. Like I want them to pick something and make it educated, you know, s- t- sense of what's supposed to be and how it's supposed mm-hmm. to go because, you know. It's just, it's so much more, the biggest, the biggest thing that they don't get is that I feel like they really don't understand how much work certain things are. And I feel like the garden is one of them. They look at like, oh man, I have to wipe this down and sweep something up. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so much work, but they don't do actual work. So they have nothing to compare it to. Like I, it's literally like we talked about it before. I want to make them do so much work. That's actual work and actual labor that makes Mm -hmm. chores seem easy and fun because one, they need to learn. <laughs> and two, because I want them to actually experience things that school's never going to teach them. The school's never, ever, ever going to teach them how to raise their own food, how to take care of chickens, how to go out mm-hmm. and go, hey, I want to have this thing. Let me just build it. Hey, I want to be able to fix this thing because this thing broke. Let me, you know, it, let me just figure it out and problem solve. They all can't do that. Not a single one of the girls can sit there and look at something broken and figure it out. So it's like, it, it's just, it sucks knowing, like, because it's like, yeah, they're in an amazing school, but they're really not learning mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're coming home and they're, they don't know what they learned last week. They don't know what they, t- what they were taught at the beginning of the school year. They have no clue. They're still, both of them have, both Lily and Tabby have no recollection of any of the Spanish that they did learn because they started learning it just too late. And so it's just, they, it, it, without the constant, you know, being, having things reintroduced and reintroduced and reintroduced, it, it just disappears. They teach to a standard and then they learn it and memorize it for that test. And then after that test, it's gone. And that's not what they do in a lot of other countries. <laughs> and it's why we are have a horrible education system. But that was only one of like the five different TikToks that I've gotten literally just in the past couple of hours about just the way that we run things that's not efficient or it's completely broken to what, you know, it may have worked a hundred years ago, but it doesn't work anymore, but nobody's got the balls to stand up to people and try to change it. And so it's just, it's extremely frustrating living in a country of people that scream all the time about wanting change, but they don't, they're not comfortable with the idea of what they have to actually do to achieve change because that's where we're at. We, I, we keep seeing things. I, that was a part of what I keep seeing is how we are at that point where some level of a war has to happen for something to change in this country because everybody is, everybody's done. People keep thinking like, oh, it can't get worse than that. Oh no, you got the, the government won't let it get worse than that. And I'm like, okay, but look at where we are now compared to three years ago. The government will let it get worse because you were saying this when the pandemic hit. Oh, it can't get worse than this. You know, we'll just stay inside. You know, the government knows what it's doing, except we didn't because we still had people die and we still had a whole bunch of people have a whole bunch of side effects. Everybody still got sick. And here we are saying, oh, well, eh," but they tried like, okay, (laughs) this is not going to give any sense of change if we keep enabling Mm -hmm. the government government to do what it's doing and i'm also tired of seeing firsthand comments of people being like oh not everything is a conspiracy i'm like it's not a conspiracy 
You're watching it happen. There's a difference between, hey, the speculation and evidence to, you know, support that this may have happened, but no one's come out and outwardly said it. So, you know, it, it's still a conspiracy. And people have outwardly said so, so many things. <laughs> We're and, still calling it and, conspiracies. And let's, let's, talk, well, let, let, let's talk about that for a second. You know what? Let, let's talk about that into the podcast, though. So with that. Welcome to the Afternoon Dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time. Now, normally we would talk about relationships right now, but I actually want to talk about this, and you're on a roll, and so I want to keep going with this. Sorry. So <laughs> if you're here for a relationship advice, we apologize. We'll try to get a little bit here towards the end, but this is actually exciting for me that you're you're here with us. Now, a conspiracy, just so you understand, is by its root definition, it's the belief that there's a group of people, a secret group of people, meaning not publicly known, that are actually controlling things to make things happen, to conspire, to make thing, thing, to do things that would be unlawful or be harmful or would change the outcome of a situation. And what we're proving is that conspiracies aren't conspiracies. Now, we've talked about Blackguard and, uh, or Vanguard and BlackRock in this podcast several times. We've talked mm-hmm. about that there are absolutely groups of people who control so much there are people i want you everybody to understand this listening right now there are people who are so rich in the middle east that if they decided to cash and burn their money they could destroy everything they are multi-trillionaires who don't themselves know how much money they have that's insane There is still the Rockefellers. There is still Vanguard. There is still BlackRock. These are only conspiracies in that we don't know who's behind them. Not that the groups don't exist. Mm -hmm. And they want a dumbed down society of people. Look what happened. We grabbed a flu. Right. We had no way of knowing if this flu was more deadly or less deadly. And I don't even want to have that argument. Yeah, it's not an argument to have okay, anymore. <laughs> right. But we were able to shut down an entire world when only 15% of people actually agreed to that when they, when they were polled. Only 15% of people. And that number only got higher the more people who were in risk who were financially well off. So for people like you or me, okay, which our generations are still separated, but... We didn't want to shut down the country. God, no. We didn't want to shut down anything. In fact, we trucked harder and faster and more than ever before. But now people are looking at it going, if whatever group it was, if, say if, it's fine. We can say if. Whatever group it was wanted to see how dumb they could make us and how much like sheep we would follow, they succeeded. And then what happened right after that? Because it didn't happen during that. What happened after that? Then we decided we were going to have elective surgery, trans surgeries for kids, and we're going to start normalizing pedophilia to the point where you and I have actually talked about the fact that a pedophile with 11 felonies who confessed to 11 felonies received less than one year in Mm -hmm. prison. This world is going nuts. It is going dangerous nuts. Listen, I don't care what your sexual proclivities are. If you're making victims of other people in the freaking process, you don't deserve to be here. If you are more angry about lunatic adults because of a failed education system 
that caused them to go on killing sprees without utilizing assault rifles in any of those cases where people are now screaming to disarm us. The same people who want to regulate and make normal the destruction of our children and our future and our food supply and our electricity and our our housing market and our everything are wanting to disarm us and you're okay with this. I think the biggest problem is what exactly what they've been trying to do with your generation, Mm -hmm. but they couldn't succeed is they wanted to make the general population so far removed from everything that affects their lives that they are so stuck on things that don't matter because they don't even know what's going on. Mm-hmm. None of us understand the housing market. Nobody, I don't, I genuinely do not understand anything about the housing market. I could not walk out of this door and go buy a house or rent an apartment or even rent a house or anything understanding what's going on. Mm-hmm. I cannot go out and buy myself a car or get, you know, sign a lease for anything because I don't get it. They don't teach any of that in no. school. And it's so far removed because everybody's gotten to the point where we're multiple generations in of parents not really getting it and just going, hey, well, the bank lets me take out a loan, so let me just do all the things that I want with this money that I, you know, have because it's from the bank right. and the bank's and, and, fine. And, 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 you, and you buy into these fallacies that people buy into you yeah. and don't I realize it's like... Oh my goodness, it was frustrating me so much because we talked about it. I, I skimmed on it because I saw a stupid one before, but like this one was concerning. I literally, there's this this big, huge trend of um, there, washing your fruits and vegetables. And, mm-hmm. you know, everybody gets told, oh, wash your fruits and veggies. You know, it's, it's safer with the pesticides we use to this day. First of all, that's red flag number one. We are so far removed from where our f- food comes from that we are more comfortable with going, oh, well, we just have to wash our fruits and vegetables right. because there's pesticides used on them, and we don't want to consume those. We're okay with that. Because we so believe normal. that it magically just sits on the surface. Just yeah, remember that. Yeah, that. That, that for number one. <laughs> so that's that's already problem number one. Problem number two is what it comes down to when you wash those vegetables and fruits. People have been buying this little you know food cleaner thing um, that you put in the water. You turn it on, you put it in the water, and it cleans your fruits and veggies, and all this gross stuff starts mm-hmm. coming out, and people are like, oh, man. And the fear-mongering that people are doing is like, I'm not sponsored at all, which is true. Normally, they're not. doesn't mean that they're not getting paid by somebody else to do and say the things they're doing. Again, but we're saying th- mm-hmm. none of this is conspiracy. So we're just saying this is, this is fear-mongering, and people don't even realize they're doing it, where they're posting these videos of, oh, my gosh, guys, I just got this thing. You know, it's, just, it's supposed to clean your fruits and veggies, and I put it in there, and look at all this crap that came off of my fruits and vegetables. <sighs> oh, my gosh. And, like, everybody buys into it. Something like that gets hundreds of millions of views, mm-hmm. you know, millions of that likes. Product. And oh, so many people are asking, oh, my God, what is this, what is this product? Like, I know what store did you get this from? Oh, is it a part of the water? And asking questions. For the first time, somebody actually started, like this person that I saw, actually was answering people's questions. So it was the first thing in my mind that was like, okay, this person is listening. This is a normal person that has no sense of like crazy amounts of followers, mm-hmm. a big, huge following at all. Like they don't have a lot of views. They are normal, you know, millennial mom that just got this thing because her friends had it kind of thing. And then was like, oh my gosh, this is gross. And we post about it. Not thinking it was going to do anything crazy. And it blew up. So she's answering questions right and left. People started started getting as she started getting further into it. It's like, OK, I'm going to go get, you know, fruits and veggies from this. And somebody said, try filtered water. And so and people were wanting to see what it did to just the water. And so she put it in normal tap water. And sure enough, 
all of that gunk and grossness was coming out again. Mm -hmm. And she tried it with filter water and there was nothing. (gasps) And of course, her reaction is, oh my gosh, is it the water? This is the water that we're drinking. Until people that are actually smart started commenting and going, okay, but if it's the tap water and this thing is reacting to something in the tap water, how can you have clear water coming out and have this thing pulling gunk out and having it just float now at the top of the water? Mm -hmm. There's a, and people started making the connection, it is the same thing as those foot spa scams that yep. people were selling years ago that everybody oh, yeah. writes off as like, oh my gosh. Well, they you come know, around generationally. They were, when I was 18, they came around, put them on your feet and they'll yeah, ta- rip out all, all the, the toxins. Because it's reacting to what's in the water. Mm-hmm. It is literally, a, it is a chemical reaction. The stuff that's already in there is reacting with whatever's in the water, certain chemicals, certain, you know, just different things. And then put, they have some, that reaction results in some kind of brown gunk Mm -hmm. what that is and what all of that scientifically is i don't know i just know that that's exactly what those (laughs) foot spa things were proven to be and that's exactly what that thing does so people are putting this stuff in in their fruits and veggies thinking oh my gosh i'm saving my my family from all these things and i'm like no you're not it's It's it's, not cleaning anything you want to really clean it put some baking soda water and dunk your vegetables and fruits in it soak it for like 10 minutes and then Mm -hmm. watch how many bugs come off of your fruits and veggies that's what actually kills stuff that's what actually cleans your fruits and veggies without using any chemical things and with being safer than just rinsing it because again that's not going to get rid of the pesticides i hate to break that to you no doubt but it's like so but the point that i'm making is that everybody's so far removed from how their food is grown that first of all we freak out over things coming off of the fruits and veggies we're washing like they don't grow in the ground and i saw legitimate argument but grapes don't grow in the ground so why is there dirt on them oh my god (laughs) and these are real people that are genuinely that far removed with grapes grow on a vine so like where's the dirt coming from Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right, do you know what wind is? Do you know what wind is? Do you know how many people touch them? Mm-hmm. Do you know that they fall on the ground and you still get given those grapes half the time? Because there's nothing wrong with the grapes that are falling on the ground. Hate to break it to you. A little dirt never hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we are so far yeah. removed. Dirt is the like the healthiest damn thing you could right? be eating from a garden. I just, just, you know just how you stay this. safe from being sick, getting exposed to those sicknesses. You know how you stay from getting, you know, so horrible, mm-hmm. horrible things happening to you, horrible, horrible sicknesses, illnesses, diseases, and all of that by being exposed to dirty environments. Yep. You don't need to be. I'm not talking about going to the daycare centers that no have no sense of hygiene and don't clean any of their toys, and kids are running around vomiting all over the place and they don't get to it for five minutes. Like, no, mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about people that work at daycare centers are a whole lot more immune to all the su- times that colds and flus go around than everybody else because they're constantly around the kids that are constantly getting sick because the kids haven't been exposed to it yet but you as an adult are being exposed to it every time that the kids get sick so you have an immunity to it more than somebody that say just works in a normal average you know stay at home position where they're sitting in their nice clean home at their nice clean desk and doing nothing and interacting with nobody until they go to the grocery store and then sure enough somebody can walk by sick touch a bag or whatever and they'll get sick because they weren't exposed to it yet their body doesn't have any sense of defending it so it's just it and people don't know that people don't know what they're putting in their body when they're going out and they're getting flu vaccinations and i'm like what how you how are you surprised that you go and get a flu shot and you got sick? I don't understand how this is like people are so far removed from the things that they do in their everyday life that 
We would rather not talk about where fruits and veggies come from, where our meat comes from, what's actually happening when they're having those fake meats and all of the dyes and preservatives and mm-hmm. bioengineered food ingredients that are in everything because, well, it's on the shelf and I trust the government and I don't know anything about it anyway. So, you know, it's all I can afford because I have no sense of trying to actually fight for anything being more fortunate for my family and the place that I live and all the things that I have to do for myself. So I'm just going to take this shut up and, you know, move on there is no sense of trying to give people better lives anymore because the only thing we're doing it we're not doing any preventative measures anymore we're just doing all the cleanup in the aftermath of oh man well you know this person's homeless let me help them now not hey why is this person homeless and what can we do to stop having a homelessness issue but anytime something like that happens everybody's just like oh well you know it's just you know the world just sucks capitalism at its finest it's like that's not gonna help us Complaining about it, but offering no solutions and no better issue is not going to solve the problem. I understand. We live in a capitalist society, but I feel like people don't understand that we don't have to live in a capitalist society and have absolutely zero socialist views because I think that's the dumbest thing ever. Having a government that you pay taxes to and then in turn pays for things that you're giving them taxes for right yes that is the sheer the, f- the fallacy thing. is that you've given those people in your mind authority over you yeah, i just and like they're gonna be no better sense at it. that we're complaining about taxes not paying for the things that we want them to be paying for because that's mm-hmm. the whole point you're supposed to give the government money and in turn having any kind of health insurance any just being able to have health care period is supposed to be cheaper because that's what you're paying for right that's what taxes are for right a small bit of your taxes are supposed to go to making health care mm-hmm. cheaper however that's not how it works and so we go ah capitalism sucks no 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 that is a socialist view that you pay for the things for the government to do give you handouts. That's right. what that is. That is a socialist view, but it's not working. And we're saying, ah, oh, it's capitalism's fault when no, the problem is that our, our taxes aren't going where they're supposed to. And we have no sense of, hey, well, let's because change the tax system. E- either by <laughs> neglect or corruption, we have a destroyed government. Exactly. And, you know, I, I want to point this out for because you were talking about this. The FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. Mm-hmm. OK. Do you know how many recalls that they've made? Oh my god! Do you not? No, no. I, I, can, I can tell you right now. <sighs> Do you know how many how many actual recalls have been made by the FDA? And now these are not just recalls; these are things that were approved by the FDA first mm-hmm. and then were recalled. Do you know how many? Did probably a lot. Twelve thousand seven hundred and eighty-seven. Oh so on average, that works out to one thousand two hundred and seventy-nine drugs. Every year now and, and, and just to give you an idea on, on just where the peak of this was. Right. OK. When when we go into uh, between uh, it's January 2017 and September of 2019. Right. Mm-hmm. One hundred and ninety five, which we equated to eighty two point five percent of drugs were recalled that were approved by the FDA. Okay. And These that's are because that system is also dumb because they take a small group of people and test them for, you know, a couple of months mm-hmm. and don't think long term effects because they go, ah, it worked for a couple of months. Here you go. Set it off into and the market. One in six medical devices oh that were approved ended up being recalled in the FDA. And so, and this is similar in every year. The, your government, I, I, I want, I, I just, it baffles my mind. Like, it was one of those things that you saw in me and were like, what the hell? And now you're like in that place. I'm the first person that you ever saw that looked at a cop and said, fuck off. 
right? Like, mm-hmm. I just looked at him like, you can leave now. Nobody's talking to you. Go away. And just went back over to talking to you. And that first interaction, you were scared pissless. I was terrified. Po- police were authority. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there going, go away. What, that's what they teach what you. What reasonable expectation of any kind of crime do you have? And this was before YouTube. Now YouTube, oh, otter, you know. Yeah. No, now it's a trend. Great. I've been doing this since, you know, I got the crap beat out of me by a cop. Okay, literally, Sergeant Tucker, Vallejo PD. Okay, I have zero chill when it comes to police, and because I realize something, no, I can kick your ass. Screw you. What are they going to do? You're going to shoot me? Okay, go for it. I'm unarmed. Go ahead. You know, because you're not going to violate my rights. We let them. Yeah. We we, we let the FDA. We're you and I are sitting here talking about. Oh man, we can't have more than than seven birds. You know, or we're going to be law. Screw that. What are you going to do? How are you going to get on my property? Where are you going to come in? This is my property. This is my food. This is me sustaining my family. No, I'm not going to get a rooster because I accept that fine because it's within city limits and it makes sense why that fine is there because the accounting firm next door will definitely call the cops when they're trying to meet with the client and there's a going off right next door to them. Mm -hmm. I get that it would be disruptive to business and there's places that roosters don't belong. And so I'm not going to have my cock where it shouldn't be. No big deal. But at the same time, I'm sitting here looking at this going, nope, you know what? I'm going to have, I'm going to have 10 chickens, 10 chickens. That way I have enough eggs that are coming in because I want my eggs because I don't want eggs that have been bleached. I don't want eggs that have been sitting around. I don't want eggs that have fluctuated in temperature beyond what I control. I don't want eggs. I'm building our, I am building our coop right now so that we can glass our eggs so that we don't even have to refrigerate our eggs. That is a scary thing to me, but I know that that's only psychologically scary to me and that it's actually sound. Teach you. So, you know, and so I've got to get past People that. People on farms that have hundreds of chickens, mm-hmm. they don't refrigerate their eggs no. because if they don't wash them, they don't have to be refrigerated. Yep. For some reason, it's the same thing as milk. For some reason, we have spouted for so long how dangerous something is that we forget the actual science behind it. Eggs on their own, are not dangerous to mm-hmm. your health. It is the E. coli that exists in chicken poop mm-hmm. and any other kind of bacteria that exists in chicken poop because it comes from the same hole. For anybody that doesn't know that, here's your lesson for today. Cloaca. <laughs> so, in that, if you have a clean coop, a roll-away you know, egg box so that as soon as they lay it, it rolls away from the chicken. There's no sense of gross that comes out on that. You leave those eggs in a separate area in a moderately room temperature, you know, not super crazy fluctuating temps. Like, you're not sitting there leaving them outside in the 100-degree day and then it gets, you know, 65 that night and letting it sit out there for three days in a row. No, that egg will go mm-hmm. bad. But if you bring it inside where it stays at a very room temperature temp for as long as it's there you don't have to wash it and it won't go bad for weeks but we don't talk about that because it's kind of dangerous because the fda tells you that the eggs you get from the store can't be unrefrigerated well duh the eggs from the store go through a pressure washing (laughs) chemical treatment to make them all nice and white and uniformed it opens up the pores it actually exposes out the pores and the water that they utilize in this and the facilities that they're gathering these eggs from have no way 
way, shape, or form to have any kind of clean. They're mechanically mm-hmm. used, and the, all the machinery and everything else all gets tainted with, with it. And so, yeah, you're talking about eggs that are exposed to the same fecal particulates of tens of thousands of chickens so that the odds of, the, of you know, infection or contamination goes up astronomically versus coming out of my own chicken's butts. I, could gra- I should be able to grab them straight out of their butts, pop it in my mouth. They eat it right there, and it's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But if you just take and water glass them, meaning you just put them into a water bottle or a big jar with lye, guess what? They'll last for decades. If you just leave them out on your counter and your counters doesn't, you don't go through extreme weather fluctuations, mm-hmm. then guess what? They're going to last for years, longer than you're going you're gonna to take and using them. Also, while we're at it, really quick, if you take strawberries and just put them in a mason jar and close the lid on the mason jar with nothing, they'll last for weeks, if not months. And if you want avocados to last forever, there is no ripening process to them. They just get softer. What you do is you put those avocados in water and put them in a big jug of water, stick them in a, stick them in a shelf on there, and they'll last for months. Ours don't last that long because we eat them. Yeah. You know, if <laughs> you want celery, put celery in, in a small mason jar where the base is just in the water. And the celery will not only, you know last forever it will continue to grow and be firm the same thing with green onions and there's so many things that you can do with your food and your food just gets better the green onions that we have in the backyard are like a year and a half old and and they're they taste nothing like it we just use a little bit of the greens and they're amazing and we have it all the time if you have a south facing window anywhere in there in the northern you know north u.s then have it facing the window and grow these things it's easy to do and once they get a generation away from where they are the strawberries we're eating in the backyard right now the blackberries that we're eating in the backyard the lettuce we're pulling out of everything and eating in the backyard is so much better for us we talked about this with the girls and i'm very much behind this that you know what i'm just going to be buying a couple of ingredients for the girls and i'm not going to be letting them use any of the pre-made crap Mm -hmm. and i'll say make your own dinners and i'm having to make their own dinners clean up their own messes and go through everything and that's going to be it i'm not going to play these games anymore and i'm going to get them away from this horrible food and everything else that we have right now in our society that is literally designed by a bunch of flawed people who are being paid by special interests. Let me explain something very clearly. If your cause is just and true, you don't need to lobby it. Mm -hmm. Okay? There is nobody lobbying against the murder of children. There is no lobby group saying, hey, we need to create a lobby group to say that murdering children is bad. Right? <laughs> nobody that, we don't need to gather people to have them support that cause. We all agree. Children do not deserve to die on any way, shape, or form. Right. So it's like we're... <laughs> so so just... when when there's a group lobbying and you ask yourself, wait, okay, so... This most recent killing was just a, bu- it was a handguns. It was all handguns. It was a birthday party. It was all handguns. Okay. That was horrible. It's a horrible thing. All right. Why are you trying to buy an assault wef- weapons? Why? What do they have to do with what, with what killed those people? Can, can I just ask a question? In the 80s, in the, in the 80s and in the 70s and in the 60s, there was and in the 50s, heck, when it was still quote-unquote experimental, there was all kinds of mental facilities and mental health facilities that were out there and everywhere. And did you know that when I was an adult, I could go get mental help for free? I know. I did it. Wow. <laughs> like literally, I think, I think I paid $50 a month to go see a psychiatrist after my fiancé died. 
and I got stupid. Um, and I paid, I think, $50 a month to go see somebody once a week. And I went and I sat down and I talked to her for a half hour, like literally 50 wow. bucks. What do we have now? Nothing. <laughs> and, if they, and if they're there, you they're $300. You have to $300. pay out of your ass yeah. just to be able to sit there and talk to somebody who's probably just going to go, oh, hey, yeah, take this medication. You can take this little slip to your doctor. And, and if they uh, don't know on. anything about it, like, seriously, you know, I find it funny that all these people are talking about the homeless plight and everything else. I'm like, have you talked to them? What, like, what? I, I actually had this conversation online last night. It was hilarious. It's like, because they're talking about how bad, you know, the homeless and this and this. Have you talked to the homeless? What? Because most of the homeless, the, you know, okay, if there's nothing mentally wrong with them, do you know why they're homeless? Because they're lazy and they want to be. They don't want to have to have all the responsibilities of bills and everything. They know that they can get, they get a card every month and that that card is enough to buy them food. And it's like, cool. I, I literally was a compelling argument that right now, if you're homeless in the United States, you can get $600 a month in food. Okay. Wow. Okay. Now imagine you have no bills. You have nothing to pay for. You got a tent, right? Mm-hmm. And you go out. And all you got to do is go buy your food and you live by an ocean and go out, go swimming, spend the rest of your life, rest of your life on a beach. That's why see things like that. I always think no taxes. Like it's the same thing for people that live out of vans. Yeah. And you get a free Obama phone. So you got free data. You got you got a free phone. You know, you you can you can panhandle or do enough chores or recyclables or whatever to get yourself a solar charger. Charge your phone. You're good to go. Live in the ocean. I can't begin to tell you that if I didn't have kids, didn't have a wife, didn't have girlfriends, didn't have family responsibilities. How nice that sounds. <laughs> right. Like just literally go catch my own sushi. Yeah, and no, if I, and if you're homeless, nobody's you know fishing games not gonna do squat. Mm-hmm. So go out there, catch what you need to to eat and live. Okay, I could literally do that, you know, and be like, I'm good, I'm healthy, I'm happy, you know. And then it's like, what do I? What am I around? A bunch of mentally unstable people? Yeah, no problem. I know how to scare those people. Like, hey, I just stay away. The demons live in my tent. It's really crazy, and that's it. They don't go anywhere near you. Know that for a friggin' fact. It's like, yeah, they're crazy. You know, it's like that that kind of crap. But but look where we are. Look at what we're at in the society. How many people? How many people? If the if the grid went down and everything went down and everything stopped, how many people could self sustain right now? <laughs> Less than like probably fifteen percent of mm-hmm. the U.S. Like, do it, <laughs> do it. Whoever's got just just. Everything shuts down. Everything. Just shut down all of it. I, I could make it. I know I could make it. I know I could make it right now. You know? I literally leave. I could, I could in, in theory, walk away from this house and live the rest of my life and never be hungry. I know how to hunt. I know how to fish. I know how to gather. I know how to forage. I know how to cook. I know how to start fires. I know how to camp. You know, camping used to be something that a, f- a, a parent would literally take their kids out to teach them how these basic life things in case everything collapsed and they would, they would thrive, they thrive 
And people who knew how to camp and knew how to camp well and bushcraft and all this stuff knew how to do very well. Do I want to do that stuff? No, of course I don't want to do that stuff because I want to be able to take care of my entire family. You know, I can do that. I got to kill a pig once every three days. No problem. Once a week. Once a week. I, I need to kill a pig. And we, we live just fine. Okay. Or I get us to how many lakes do we have around here? Within even walking, hiking distance? Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, guarantee you there's plenty of bridges we can go and live under real quick and easy. Have our shelter, have our food, have our water, have everything that we need. And I know I could take care of us. But how many people can't? And yet these are the people who are telling us how to live. Telling us what to decide. That are being conned. Let me, let me tell you something. These tablet people, the ones that do the feet things and do the food things, they come in cycles every five years. Oh, let me show you how I detox my ears by, by using candling, which has been disproven, but then it gets forgotten. And then somebody comes out and does it again. And, oh, look, this one's new because it's a new way to do it. And then it's disproven again. And, and people, how many, how many effing weight loss pills have we seen flow through, you know, that were FDA approved? Let me explain to you. Fentanyl, you know, ephedrine was FDA approved. You know, these these are things that it's like they just look for different ways around it. How many people are doing that in the sports industry? Steroids and they find a new undetectable steroid and they use that and they're good until that one finally gets to be be detectable. And then they move on to the next one and the next one and the next one. And meanwhile, all of these baseball players are dying in their 40s and 50s and all these football players, you know, are losing the ability to walk and, and just function. It's we're destroying ourselves. Blindly, ignorantly, and without reason. So, yeah, 100%. Everything that you said, it's it's true. And it's and then we see them, and then they go on to the next video. But you're right. I encourage everybody who doesn't have TikTok to have TikTok right now. Yeah. Because TikTok's in a screwy little place where they're still controlling China, but they're giving everybody else unfettered access to information that Google that Yahoo, that your government and everybody else wants to absolutely squash. Use that information. Learn how to do this. Remember that the person pulling you over is not your boss. It doesn't mean be disrespectful to them because you don't need to be. And I've, I've been pulled over when I did something wrong. And it's like, okay, well, that's part of my agreement. My agreement when I go out on the road is to follow the laws of the, lo of the road. And if I violate those, those rules, then I'm going to be you know, confronted about it. Okay. But if I'm just trying to survive and take care of my family and I don't agree with the system that's sitting in place, I'm not going to support that system. And every single time that somebody comes to me to support that system, I'm going to be like, I'm not breaking any laws, not paying you for this system that I don't agree with and that I don't benefit from and I don't reap the benefits from. There is nothing that you're doing that you're affording to me. Oh, well, you know, what, a, what about, you know, the safety of the country and everything else? The safety of the country is coming because of the corruption of our government. I mean, that's why only reason the safety of our country is, is at, at, in threat, mm -hmm. in jeopardy. There we go. That was the word I was looking for, <laughs> you know. So it's disgusting. You know, we need to, to learn that these are just people. That oh Joe, man, that's like one of my favorite trends that I keep seeing. Joe Biden's it's, a person. It was a, it was a, a f it, I think it was frog fact number one thirty seven, and then the next slide was politicians aren't bulletproof. Yeah, there you go. And when I tell you the amount of people that I didn't expect to see in those comments mm -hmm. 
agreeing with that and playing it on like, you know, it's still a joke mm-hmm. was kind of like, okay, there are more people that are on our side about it than mm-hmm. we think because I, I, they're silencing. I, I want to point this out and, and we'll get into our relationship stuff. This is really important to know. When Joe Biden was elected as president of the United States, most people believe that the election was wonky at best. And we'll just leave it at that. But remember that that the National Guard was threatened against us, the American people, if anybody was to try some quote unquote insurrection, which it wasn't by definition, it wasn't that occurred on January 6th. Do you know what happened when Joe Biden's limo? Drove up to the White House for the first time and the National Guard lined the streets. Mm. They turned their backs on him. Because the very soldiers that the government thinks that they're going to put against the people are made up by the people of the people and are for the people. You're going to tell me that if we decide, which we need to decide, we need to do, that it is time to replace the government we have because the government we have does not work and that that government is going to be protected by our military, our law enforcement, our, you know, national guard, our, when, when that time comes that our military, our government, our law enforcement and our national guards made up of us are going to be like, yeah, cause that's where my check comes from. No, it's not the way it's going to work. We need a revolution. We need it. And we need it like now. So, Anything you want to end that part with? No. All right. So we're going to do, what, one or two relationship things here? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Just when we get into these, it's like, hey, that's why we're the stupid podcast on everything, not the stupid po- organized podcast on every- one thing, you know? So this one is a little bit longer, um, but it irritated me and I felt bad for OP. Uh, it's titled DNA Tests Revealed My Dad Is Not My Biological Father and My Mom Is Still Lying About It. So a little background. I'm going to be 30 in a couple of months. I have two older sisters that are half-siblings. We share the same mother. She was married before getting together with my dad. I also have a younger brother that I thought was my full sibling. There are a number of reasons I have wanted to get a DNA test, but never had the guts to do so until recently. I never talked about this with anyone other than my spouse, but two years ago I went to my brother and asked if he would do a DNA test with me, which would reveal if we are full or half-siblings. I wanted the DNA test because I do not have a father listed on my birth certificate. When my mom was pregnant with me, she didn't tell anyone until she was about six months along. She was not with anyone at the time, so family members asked a lot of questions about who the father was, and she never gave it up. No one was there at the hospital when I was born. She has told stories or answered questions uh, I've had as a kid or an adult where things don't really add up, and my mom lies all the time. I honestly won't believe her if she told me the sky were blue. So two months ago, my brother and I finally went forth and did the DNA test. As no surprise, sure enough, we are half-siblings. This wasn't shocking to me, but obviously I had a lot of questions. My mom at this point still had no idea we took the test. So I asked my sisters, who were 7 and 10 at the time that I was born, if they knew anything from her pregnancy, when I was born, when I was growing up, etc., They gave me the information they could, as well as another family member. At this point, I called my dad to let him know we took a DNA test, and he told me he always knew that it would change nothing, and that it would change nothing. Mm -hmm. 
let it be known. It also changes nothing for me. I just want to know if my mom was really lying to me all these years. I started asking questions, piecing together information. Turns out when my mom and dad got together, she was 23 and he was about 12 years old. They were not officially together, but she definitely started the grooming process at that point. He went on to get emancipated and started couch surfing, often living at her house. When he was 17, they broke up. He moved on, and next thing you know, she comes in and says, I'm six months pregnant, and it's yours. She had spent years grooming him and making him whatever she wanted him to be, to the point where he would believe anything she said. He fully believed I was his child, so he moved in. He didn't go to the hospital when I was born because he was underage. He was never listed on my birth certificate because my mom had said some story about how it was illegal. Anyways, when I was three years old, they officially split, and he started asking for visitation with me. My mom said no, so my dad was going to take it to court, but that's when my mom revealed that he was not the biological father. Knowing this, he went back to be with my mom because that's the only way he would be in my life. A year and a half later, they had my brother and went on to stay together until 2012 when they officially split for good. Never married or anything, but still a very nasty split. My dad also let me know during the time he was living with her off and on after he was emancipated. She would throw parties at the house and all the young boys in the neighborhood would come over and basically do whatever they wanted. He gave me a name of who my potential father could be. And since all of this has come out, I have have had family and friends come to me and give me another name of who it could be. I believe it's either one of these two people, but that's not really what's important here. Having all this information under my belt, I finally confronted my mom. I told her I did the, the DNA test, why I did the DNA test, and what the results were. At first, she laughed and told me to stop joking and called me a brat. When I sent her the legitimate results, she said it was impossible and the DNA test had to be wrong and I needed to do it again. She has spent the last two months making me feel crazy, telling me the DNA test was incorrect. I did a paternity test as well, which gave me the same result, to which she says is also wrong. She said my dad somehow forged the results to persuade me away from her. <laughs> there have been so many lies I have learned over the last 30 years. She is a classic narcissist through mm-hmm. and through. Like I mentioned earlier, I didn't do this test because I wanted to know if my dad was my biological father. I wanted to know if my mom had truly lied about it for the past 30 years. Family members, friends of hers, and even neighbors I grew up next to have come forward and said she has spoken to them about this years and years ago. Everyone assumed that I already knew and were shocked that I was just now finding out. I have so many emotions regarding all of this. My head is is reeling over the fact that I don't know who my biological father is. Obviously, major trust issues, considering my mom lied for 30 years and is still lying. I'm having a little bit of an identity crisis because, like, who am I? And it's just been so overwhelming. I'm hoping this is a place I can come to vent, maybe get some support through people who understand crazy parents, and I'd also like a little validation that I'm not crazy and that two TNA, two DNA tests are going to be accurate. First off, one DNA test was accurate. Yeah. Okay. And, and you know this because your brother did one too. And it came out about what you were expecting it to, to be, showing that he would have been your half-brother. Mm-hmm. Second, your mom is an absolute controlling manipulative gross piece of human garbage i got one of those you are i'm going to tell you this and i hope you hear this and i hope this gets to you somehow one way or the other and i want you to hear this very clearly she needs to die to you get away from her she is not important your dad who was basic sounds like i mean your dad's 12 years older than you basically is what you're telling us you know your relationship that man that that boy was tricked but then didn't care into raising you and took care of you that's your family that's somebody who who literally 
set everything up without any pretense or ulterior motives or anything. Your mom doesn't know how to app or operate that way. Your mom is not mentally efficient or d- your mom is not mentally there. She can't do it. It's like absolutely you are not crazy. Don't let anybody tell you you're crazy. Your mother absolutely is a disgusting waste of a human being who has left nothing but wakes of victims in in her path and I hope you're able to break free of her and go live your best life because don't waste your time anymore. Be done. You, she, there's no world where she's going to be beneficial for you or your kids or grandkids or anything. So just my advice, get the hell away. She's dead to you. Go ahead. Your turn. I 100% agree. There is. Ab- like, it's just reading that. It's like, oh, my gosh, is this even real? Like, mm-hmm. are you seriously questioning? But I at the same time, I have to think that she's about to be she's 30 years old. Yep. And for 30 years, she's been dealing with this person that, you know, it's hard growing up in a world where all they do is tell you, oh, yeah, love your family, love your family. Your mm-hmm. family's always going to be there. Your friends are not forever. Family is and all these other things. And if it's your mom, oh, my goodness, you have to love your mom because your mom is the most important person in your life and all this other stuff. And so it's it can be hard to have to take that step back and confront the fact that she isn't what everybody else says a mother should be and challenge the fact that she isn't a good person period Mm -hmm. because it is hard to do that some people don't get to doing that and get to that point of accepting that until their mother's gone or until they're in their 50s 60s because it's just the way that people grow up and if you're being manipulated and now gaslit into thinking that oh man you know what you know you've you've been telling me you know my whole life that you're my mother and that you know he's my father and you know i'm i'm 100 percent related to my brother and all these other things you know you're right like you you wouldn't lie to me like you know you've been telling me this for forever and maybe the dna tests are wrong because you know you've been saying this for 30 years you know like i you're literally being gaslit (laughs) and so Mm -hmm. I have no sympathy for that woman. The fact that she was grooming children <laughs> when she was 23 mm-hmm. and he was 12, there is no world where that is ever like, oh, man, you know what? Maybe. Nuh-uh. Where I'm going to make you take care of a kid that's not yours and know that it wasn't yours because she knew. Yeah, she, she told him. him from yeah. 12 to 17 and mm-hmm. then her ass got pregnant and then sat there and tried to be like, oh, well, you're the father. The moment that he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, we're done. You know, I'm 17. I know what I'm doing and you're definitely not going to be a part of my life. And yeah, she was that's like, true. No, okay, so he's no, 17 years old. No, don't too. leave. Yeah. You know, this. I, I'm six months pregnant and the baby is yours. And then he went, oh. Well, okay, I guess I'll stay with you because if that's my kid, then that's my kid. And then, you know, got to that point where it was like, hey, uh, are you sure that's my kid? And she said, yeah, well, no, <laughs> I don't I don't actually know. It's probably not. It's not. But, you know, we'll, we'll move past that. But and then he was like, yeah, no, we're breaking up. <laughs> and then she said, uh, well, if you break up, you're not the biological father. So no visitation rights because you can't because, you know, you're not a biological father. And he said, oh. But I want my daughter in my life. And so mm-hmm. he dealt with it to be in her life. And then Which is finally, what my stepdad did. Yeah. After you were an adult and you got out of all of that, he said, nah, peace. <laughs> and then you guys can still have that relationship. And she's still trying to convince you that, no, he's he's just, you know, he manipulated the results of that test because he just wants to get you away he from He did it. Yeah. Like, he manipulated I, a DNA test that he didn't even know you were taking. And that's the brilliance of that statement. Yeah, so I just, yeah, I feel super bad for OP. You're dealing with a literally textbook narcissist and groomer because there is no world where 
a 23-year-old just happening to have these parties and, you know, have a full-fledged relationship with a 12-year-old boy and mm-hmm. always invite young boys to her house to party and do whatever they want. That's just disgusting on so many levels that there is nothing that I could take f- seriously from that woman's mouth because she groomed a 12-year-old boy mm-hmm. and then kept him around long enough by having you and then another child because she just whatever her reasons were it does not matter so yeah i i feel bad for op um your mother is horrible and i'm so sorry that you are 100 percent related to her (laughs) because i i could not imagine you're having an identity crisis because now yeah you have to now go out and do the work because she's never going to tell you she's never going to be honest about it you have two separate people and i would say take a test you know try like 23 and me because all it takes is someone in your family to have also taken that you Mm -hmm. to figure out you're related to that person and they can reach out to you and go oh hey i'm your uncle like you know i'm your uncle i know who your father is because they also took one so Mm -hmm. i would say go first step try a 23 and me and see if anybody if if his uh, either of those two people have anybody in their bloodline that's also taking it and then it turns out you're related to them because if you don't want to have that conversation i mean that's you know that's the easiest non-confrontational way to go about it to come with proof instead of going hey uh you know my mother she's a horrible person you might be my dad you want to take a dna test (laughs) because a lot of people don't handle things like that very well so yeah yeah, i would say i would say go for 23 and me and see what happens because, yeah, that's a lot. And I feel horrible for you because, man, I just, I could not, mm-hmm. I could not imagine my life being upturned because of something like that. So, yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and leave that one because that one's a, a pretty, <sighs> pretty long one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we can go ahead and call it for today. <laughs> so... Don't forget to hit that follow button or whatever you're listening from. Like our podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all of that in our link tree in the description. And don't forget to give our website a visit. That would be stupidpodcastoneverything.com. And until we talk to you guys tomorrow morning, hopefully you join us. Thank you again for joining us. Peace out with your peace out. Bye.